All right, we good? Everybody good? We're good. We're good. Mm, I'm Perfect. great. How now, brown cow? How now? <laughs> Is this our <laughs> intro? I hope you need New York. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Buckle up, folks. Buckle up. Strap in and get ready. We're going straight to the dome. Welcome to the forecast episode 121. There's a lot of episodes. Yeah. This episode is our special 2020 Game of the Year edition. The forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We're a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can come check out the website, weirthhorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through there. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Chad. Hey, yo, what up? I'm Chad. Jack. Who's Jack? Jack. <laughs> my name oh, is Alex. Alex. My name is Alex on the stream. For stream purposes, my name is Alex. Also <laughs> in real John. life. Hello. That's me. Caleb. That's me. And Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Okay, like I said before, this is our special edition 2020 Game of the Year edition podcast. I said edition twice, but just forget that. Yep. <laughs> uh, importantly, we are going to probably not do a lot of arguing this year because people have seemed to have chosen a lot of the same games. Owen, I feel like you're the odd man True. out this year. Uh, you mean every year? <laughs> well, I mean, specifically this year, but yes, every it's year. all the time, but, you know, yeah, we'll get past I'm, it. I'm never, I somehow always end up missing every game that you guys play and then just find five <laughs> random games that I like. So, yeah, here yeah. we are. Maybe we just don't talk enough. Yeah, that's, we why, should that's have, why we you know have... what we should do every other week. We should get together and talk about games we've been playing recently. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. That'd be great. Uh, so I think like normally we're going to do this the same way we've done our last game of the year podcast, which is take this through a tournament. Um, if you're, if you're listening in live, you can go, uh, I don't know if somebody's posted a link to challenge, but you can, uh, if somebody would do that, you can take a look at this and see what is seated where and kind of watch the tournament as it plays out. As we've done in the past, we are going to have various rounds. Uh, and during those rounds, whoever selected the game and has the highest on their list is going to argue as to why it should beat the other game. And we'll move on forward through the tournament until we get to the finals and figure out that the winner is Hades, and then we'll just all move on. Uh, feels any that questions? Way. <laughs> any questions? <laughs> Anyone? Everybody good? Satisfied? Yeah, Ready? Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. Buckled up. Okay, here we go. Round one. Game one. Baby round time. Baby round time. Baby round. Wait, what's the phrase? Kill? Would you say that Jake calls the croners? What's the term? Big big boy croners. Big big boy croners. That's right, <laughs> Jake. Big big or boy that, croners. I do call them big boy croners. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, round one, game one: Star Wars Squadrons versus Ghost Runner. Let's start with Squadrons. So Squadrons, I feel like, did a an amazing job of really just immersing you as a pilot 
in the Star Wars universe. Like, either if you played it in VR or if you didn't, either version of it, I think, did a really good job of just making you feel like a pilot, especially with the, uh, with like the, um, uh, with the, like HUD mode that didn't have all of the different things on it. Fantastic. Like, you had to pay attention to what was around you and like you were actually felt like you were pressing the buttons and everything on the console. Like, it just, it just felt good. And uh, it was a very fun Star Wars game. Uh, it, I don't think it was a very good Star Wars game, but I think it was a fun Star Wars game for what it was. Alex, you enjoyed this game too, right? Yeah, um, I think Squadrons is a pretty great game. Um, I I still haven't touched the multiplayer, which I think is what they intend most of that game to be. But yeah. I played it for the campaign, which took me like 12-ish hours. I'm surprised you haven't touched the multiplayer, because that's really where most of that was. Is like, yeah, we're going to have this huge multiplayer thing, even though it only has two modes in it. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't feel the need to do that. Um, I think I, the campaign is pretty great. But yeah, I it's just me. Ninety-four minutes of squadrons. Actually, oh. I tried to uh, I tried to uh, refund it last week, but I was too late. So you so, you loved it. <laughs> I don't think uh, flight sims are my my jam at all in any way. I played it for twelve minutes. I feel and refunded it. <laughs> oh no it's fair a lot of that going around Damn. <laughs> it, hey it's it's fair i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it's unwarranted if you're not uh about a kind of flying sim or kind of like an ace fighter uh type game that's what this is so if you're coming at it just being like oh this might be a fun star wars thing it it could be you might like it but <laughs> if you don't like that kind of game it also very well might not and then you just go well it's just a flight game with the Star Wars skin on it. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's good at yep. that. But that's what it is. I also, for what it's worth, I also just didn't like the controls. They didn't feel very good for a flight game in general, I think. Did you play on a controller or did you use mouse and keyboard? I used mouse and keyboard. Ah, okay. I For some reason, I feel like controller was better. I oh, agree. Yeah. I could see I, that. I, I think controller is the way to play that game. Uh, I still don't fully like the controller layout but it's easy to get used to and i think it works pretty well okay i'll try i'll try it on controller we'll see yeah i do uh, i do want to say that me uninstalling within 12 minutes was just me realizing oh wait this is a flight sim i don't know why i didn't know this <laughs> and you know i don't like flight sims so it doesn't mean that like star wars is a bad game or squadrons is a bad game like yeah i just it's not my cup of tea yeah, yeah same here okay ghost runner so Ghost Runner no. to me is, uh, I mean, I do I have it? I have it on my list. I'm the only one so. actually. You're the, I think only, you're one. the only one. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> to me, it's just like one of those games that kind of um, the reason it's on my list because it's just my play style. Like I like moving very quick in games. Like any FPS I play, like I try to find the most like how do I move the quickest, use the map to my advantage, um, and playing through Ghost Ghost Runner, like I, I pretty much sat down. And just played it from start to finish, just like running through each level because it was just so captivating. Um, but I mean, among like other games, like it is the lowest on my list just because it's like it's so short and it was it was also repetitive throughout, you know, some of the missions pretty much doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a true. creative kind of uh, way to do like boss fights and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a decent game. It's got mad style, which I like. It does. And you feel like a freaking 
cool ninja Spider-Man. when you play that game. Oh, sure, makes, it really sure. makes you feel like a cool ninja. <laughs> just everything just like flows so nicely in that game. Like they just like perfected the like like Mirror's Edge, for instance, was one of those, you know, once you got the controls down and like you started running, like you just felt like a free runner. This mm-hmm. one was just like, man, you just feel like this overpowered ninja that's just running on walls, grappling to different, you know, things, slicing people as you come through, slowing down time, like different skills such as like force push, like really cool stuff. Yeah, okay. I think that's if uh, we we take five games into these discussions, I think if I had like ten, I think both of these games might have made my list. I really thought about it. I'm not sure which one I would put above the other though. Got bad news. You do need to pick. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, it's voting time. Uh, I think voting time will just go from top down and and mumble. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, My votes for Ghost Runner. Oh, my votes for Ghost Runner. (laughs) Um. Oh yeah, like I said, I don't really know. The (laughs) dilemma. You can't abstain. Uh, yeah, I'll try abstaining on this one and see if we don't. Do we have an odd number of people? We have six no, total, so actually this works. I'll abstain. It's going to be a problem later. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for now, so I didn't play either of these games, so I feel bad voting, but I would like to play Ghost Runner, and I have no interest in Squadron, so Ghost Runner. <laughs> well, I'm voting for Ghost Runner. I'm voting yeah. for Ghost Runner. <laughs> wow. Wait, have you played Ghost Runner yet, Owen? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, but, was that the game that I told you to pick up because you had money and Epic and then... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But that's five zero for Ghost Runner. That's four zero, Alex. I vote squadrons just oh, it's five because zero. Oh, now. Five zero. Sorry, five, six, five zero. Oh, it's too late, Alex. You can't do it Sorry, now. You've abstained. <laughs> Must have the tie. You're abstained. Stay. Well, Alex's <laughs> vote counts for six, so squadrons wins, I guess. <laughs> okay, here we go. Round two, game number uh, two. Hang you want to do honorable mentions? Oh, you want to do honorable mentions right now? Well, well, we probably should have done it before we started, but now we're baby round in, so we'll do it before the real rounds. Oh, okay, all right. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. ideal. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Chad, let's start with your honorable mentions. Awesome. So uh, I think two of the games that came out this year that were really excellent but just didn't make my list was Deep Rock Galactic and Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, yeah. Both those games are solid. I don't know if you guys want to go into more detail on that or something. Yeah. talk about them a little bit you want up to you yeah sure briefly okay so deep rock galactic is a uh just a dungeon crawler you're a bunch of dwarves and you're fighting against alien swarms while you're doing different tasks uh you you know one mission is you have to find the eggs every time you grab an egg there's like spider creatures that come out uh there's huge waves that come out um everything's procedurally generated and you just collect a bunch of uh minerals and stuff and bring it back to base so that you can upgrade your gear and it's just a constant Kind of going in as a cooperative team and doing that. It's uh, pretty fun. And it runs way better than I feel like it should. Yeah, the team really, really cares about that game. Like, you, if you look at any of the dev like, notes or anything, like, it's one of the things that other devs should look at it and take, and take notes from their notes on like, how, to, how to speak to the community. Somebody else want to talk about Risk of Rain 2? So, you know Risk of Rain 1? <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's that game, but it's 3D, which is weird. Because now you're in like a third person perspective doing all the things that worked really well in 2D and still work really well in 3D most of the time, which is weird. Does it achieve what like you imagine? Like, does it actually, is it still fun even though you're playing the same game over again? Yeah, I think I mean, it's, they added, it's better. They added a bunch of stuff and yeah, it's probably just better than the first game. Okay. 
Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. And that I think at first, a lot of fun. I think at first when you when you launch into it, you might be thinking like, "Well, this is not Risk of Rain," and then you right. start playing through it, and you're like, "Wait, no, it's better than Risk of Rain." Yeah, like it might be Risk of Rain two. Oh, oh <laughs> it's a uh, weird way to take a sequel. Just adding a dimension to your game. Man, Risk of Rain three is gonna be wild. <laughs> <laughs> My chair uh, stabbing me. What the heck? Let's move on to you, Alex. What are your honorable mentions? Right. Um, I first, I just want to say Black Mesa. Mm. Did um, I come out this year? The final yeah, level. The Interesting. 1.0 actually released this year. Um, it's I mean, it's a full like redo of Half Life One, so I didn't feel like it should be on a list really. Yeah, but that's fair. It is like one of my favorite games I've played probably at this point. It's, I mean, some incredible. I mean, if you've ever played Half Life One, you know what's up. But I think Black Mesa just takes it to that next level. And the, very, the very Zen well done. level's pretty good. It's not. I mean, it's not as good as most of the levels, but it's really solid for a group that didn't make the original game. Yeah, it's it's just excellent. It's one of the best shooter campaigns ever, probably. I, I like that. I like Half-Life 1 because of Black Mesa. I like it more than Half-Life 2, probably. Despite a lot of opinion to the contrary online, I think. Um, and then for my second honorable mention, I think... Uh, I'm just going to say CrossCode again. Like <laughs> That game came out, what, 2018 or something like that? Yeah, I think that's right. Did I'd something come out for it, or are you just shilling for it? I, I, just, <laughs> I just want people to be aware of it and play oh my it. Lord. Because mm, I mm. think it's really, really, really good, and I'm I'm angry that I didn't put it on my list that year because I hadn't played enough of it mm. until the, of the following year. So, Man. yeah. Jake, honorable mention. Me. Uh, so the first honorable mention I have is Neo 2. Uh, this I thought was going to be a miss for a while, but towards the end of the year I ended up playing a bunch of stuff that I really liked. Uh, it's a Souls-like. Um, but, so the reason it's not on my list is because I found the story and the world boring and dumb, and it's mm -hmm. got a loot element that started cool and wore its welcome really, really quick for me. Uh, but the combat is super-duper fun. Uh, there's a bunch of different weapons, they all have cool movesets, uh, each weapon has, like, a high, mid, and low stance, so there's a lot of complexity to the combat. Uh, but it's still, it's really, really fun. I had a lot of fun with it. It has a really fun character creator. So I was running around as a geisha beating people up with tonfas, which really never got old. I was about old. to ask if you used tonfas. Those are the best. I did. They're one, at least. so fun. They're so fun. Um, but yeah, so that's, that is my first honorable mention. And my second one is a weird one. Um, it's really only being an honorable mention because all the other games I played this year and really liked are already going to be talked about. So I'm going to talk about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, uh, I think I'm the only one on this podcast who likes Dynasty Warriors games at all. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, for what it's worth, weird. this is the best one I've ever played. Uh, oh. It looks really pretty. It's the Breath of the Wild art style, so everything looks super pretty. Uh, all the characters have unique movesets. You can even play as Zelda, which is weird. She doesn't usually fight people, but she fights <laughs> people, and it's really cool. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a lot more fun than I was expecting. So that was a pleasant little surprise for me. Isn't Hyrule Warriors, a game that came out? Hyrule Warriors came out a while ago. Age of Calamity, the oh. second one, came out this year. I had oh, no idea I they didn't... even made a second one. They yep. did make a second one. Like I said, wow. didn't talk about it because you guys don't really care. And there wasn't really much to say other than it's better than I thought it was going to be. But for what it's worth, it's better than I thought it was going to be. A lot of fun. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, did you did you fight Calamity Ganon? I I haven't put that much time into it, but okay. presumably that'll happen. Calamity Ganon. That was a... Caleb. Honorable mentions. Uh, well, I really only got the one, which is uh, Spirit Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's a just freaking gorgeous game. The art style is so beautiful. I freaking love it. And it's got like really good audio design. You like hear a guy coming up suddenly and you're like, oh, I recognize exactly who that is by the sound of him getting closer to my ship. And so it's, like- it's a chill little game. You just kind of go around, cook some food, uh, grow up, grow some crops to feed your denizens. And then you uh, take people to die. I mean, Brutal. it sounds like a blast. <laughs> just a laugh a minute wrong. Uh, can it's I a ask... pretty interesting story. I, I really I wanted to like this game, but I wasn't sure when does like the gameplay start. So that that's the game. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I see. Okay, yeah. you're taking after the you're taking care of the people on your boats on your boat, learning about them, and then taking them to pass through the Evergate. It's it's a management sim, so you're just like making sure that you're accomplishing what everybody wants you to accomplish, and making sure people are happy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You like plant crops and water them and harvest them. Or whatever. I thought it was going to be more of like a platformer kind of situation. Mm-hmm. It it feels like that at first. Like you first open it up and it feels like it might have some of that, but there's really not much. It's no, got the yeah. mechanics for it is the problem. It does. Yeah, that's I think what was throwing me. I kept being like, oh, okay, this is where I'm finally going to get like a platforming level. And then I would be like, okay, walk on the straight line. Great job. Go water your plants. <laughs> It's yep. way more about the story than it is about the gameplay. Sure. But man, it's pretty. Uh, Owen. Uh, so my honorable mentions are games that couldn't make it because of qualification reasons. Uh, the first of which was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, 1 and 2 remaster or remake or whatever. Uh, that didn't make it in because it's just a nice HD reskin of the games. And it's fun. And it was a nice time. And I really enjoyed them. So... Which one's better? Uh, I think one actually has the better maps, but two always had the better soundtrack. But now this game has both of those soundtracks and new stuff. So mm. it's just kind of like the best of both worlds, man. It's all good. <laughs> it's a good time. I really appreciate that they uh, they kept all of the original skaters from the games, uh, except they just, you know, what they are aged to today. So Tony Hawk is not like some like 20-year-old guy that you play as. It's like the 40-year-old dad Tony Hawk and I appreciate that. That's is so Shrek weird. Still in it? <laughs> That's interesting. Shrek. Yeah. I think Shrek was in it, right? Uh, or was that like an underground? I think situation? it might have been underground or something. Shoot. I say I like vividly rem- remember, remember that. There's there's no there there is no Shrek but there is um uh oh god uh, who's the the jack black there is a jack black mall cop what what paul blart surely you mean paul blart no it's jack black being jack black and he's like a campus security guard or something like it (laughs) is it is just him in, in like a little security outfit running around uh the campus level it's funny what you can play him he's a character you can you can skateboard as jack black the security guard or I'm an alien. That's so weird, but okay, cool. Go Jack Black. Yeah. Or to you. Uh, the other game that I, I went with was also uh, didn't quite make it in, which was um the uh, th- uh Super Mario 3D All Stars. Just oh. Mario Mario 64 
Mario Sunshine, some of the best Mario games. It's it's there. It's on the Switch. It's good. It's fun. Also, Mario Galaxy. Yes. I don't know why you stopped. Mm, the big one. With Sunshine. Yeah, uh, dude. Because Sunshine's better. <laughs> no, oh, are you joking? Controversial. We'll fight about this later. <laughs> controversial <sucks>. takes. <laughs> Sunshine has the best soundtrack. Are you kidding Dang, didn't me? Didn't we're debating honorable hang. mentions? Possible. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to find that you just like games if they have really good like music. Like, it doesn't matter what the game is. Weirdly, I like music in my games and my movies. Uh, All right. Well, I realized I haven't gone yet. Um, I have two honorable mentions. Number one, Due Process actually came out in beta this year. No one played. It was a cool (laughs) game for like five seconds. I own it. (laughs) Until people are super good suddenly. Oh, my gosh, man. I Wow. Launch the game. just, Just get obliterated. Go have fun. Um, I still love the concept of that game. Uh, it's now in early access. It's out of beta. So, you know, anytime anybody wanted to go play, we could go play it. It'd be kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? It'd be cool. Would it be fun? No, not necessarily <laughs> until we get good. Mm. Um, we need a Which will be almost instantly. We're very good gamers. Yeah, I mean, super great. We're, we're super good at that type of game. Also wanted to mention, and I know this didn't come out last year. It actually, um, early, early access was December 9th, 2019 but there have been some pretty good updates, is GTFO. We didn't talk about it in our 2019 game of the year, and we've kind of briefly talked about it throughout the year. Uh, GTFO uh, talked about it throughout the year. I love this game, and it was this last year um, nominated for the best game you suck at at the 2020 <laughs> Steam Awards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think the only reason... It'll hit 1.0 at some point and be at the top of Caleb's list. Right. Probably. The game is solid. After after learning how to play the game with like flashlights and like when they're actually triggered and stuff like that, the game is like really solid. At yep. first, mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, why is this just so difficult? And then it was just like, okay, it's difficult, but it, it's doable. It is seldom that I launch a game in early access and go, man, there's basically no bugs. This yeah. game runs super smooth, excellent frame rate, no problems. It's yeah, crazy. It's game crazy. looks looks absurd there's fog everywhere and it's still running super smooth yeah i don't know they they must put so much time in optimizing yeah crazy okay back to our tournament round two game two here we go animal crossing versus half-life alex are we just skipping this nope that's game nine that's you gotta nine the numbers you fool oh, yeah, you, gosh. you ignorant slut all right. Gosh. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right, here we go. Uh, Animal Crossing up first. Uh, I An- think Animal Crossing. I was, was going to say, I'm surprised I'm the only one that was championing this. But, yeah, Animal Crossing is, uh, you know, it just came out at the right time. Uh, and it was just such a weird, fun cultural phenomena uh, because it came out right as COVID hit. And so for some reason, everyone just gravitated to this. And it was insane seeing all of like just people that I didn't even really think were gamers or people that I don't normally game with. You know, everybody was online just being like, here's my island code. Come hang out you know get 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 some fun uh villagers you know get some fruits or whatever i've got this fruit do you need this fruit uh you know just stuff like that and i just thought that was like really cool 
I, I thought that was just a really uh, fun time, and, and it was a really neat thing. It's a fun Animal Crossing game. It's a basic Animal Crossing game, so it's not like you really have to do much with that, and they really did expand upon that. You know, you had eventually they updated it so you could go uh, underneath the water and kind of swim around your island and stuff, and they had cool uh, content packs out. I, I feel like the only really bad thing was that um, it, it was really slow uh gameplay uh, like it like you, it was slow to get everything unlocked or anything unlocked uh in fact there were so many things that were behind time gates that you had to literally wait a week or more until you got stuff and that that kind of sucked if you were you know actually waiting and not uh you know jumping the time on your switch around and everything uh so i think that was kind of uh not well planned out and i also think that uh just you know how long it, how much effort it took to unlock different recipes and things uh was also kind of bad because then you could you knew you wanted to decorate more of your house or whatever but you just didn't have the right stuff for it and then you just kind of sat there and didn't have anything to do uh and so the game kind of came quickly and was a crazy uh tour de force that everyone was playing and then uh left promptly as well Basically, what I'm hearing is that Animal Crossing was the COVID Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's, it basically <laughs> yeah. was the COVID wow. Pokemon Go. And that's why I thought it was so fun. Uh, let's move on to Half-Life Alex. Yeah, so I, was kind of, I was kind of surprised Alex didn't have this anywhere on his list. Because it has mm-hmm. his name in it? Nope. <laughs> I, so, if you want me to tell, tell you why before you get into it, I feel like this might be one of the CrossCode games next year. Where I'm like, oh man, I'm mad I didn't put that on my list. But I didn't play a whole ton of it, and I got to a point in it where it wasn't performing well enough for me to want to continue playing oh, it right now. Oh my gosh. Was it down when you're in down in the uh, the spore filled area? Yeah. Oh man, that area so, has a pretty rough frame rate, and it matters a ton in VR. So yeah. I kind of just stopped playing. The area's not very. And the system so I was provided to play that on. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Half-Life Alex is probably the best VR game I've played. Um, the only thing that comes close would be Lone Echo, which I freaking loved. But hey, everything in it feels super good. Like the shooting feels really good. It's got all the things in Half-Life that you want. It's got it's got head crabs, it's got barnacles, it's got combine, it's got it all. And it's super fun, like traveling around and chucking a grenade at somebody and shooting it out of the air. Everything just feels great in it. And the story's surprisingly not bad. It has some like. Are you gonna say surprisingly? It's a Half-Life game. Well, it's a VR game. (laughs) Huge shame if the story was not good in the Half-Life game. Yeah, but it's also a VR game, and almost none of those have good stories. Yeah. True. But it's got some interesting story impacts for this the Half-Life story. How does he like found odd. the aiming in it? Because you said you throw a grenade and you shoot it, and I know most oh, yeah. VR games just like you try to do that like nine times and miss eight times because <laughs> VR I mean, you got, shooting is you weird. You gotta get good at shooting, but the, the shooting feels really good in the game. Okay, and you got gravity gloves. You, you basically gravity, got telekinesis. Yeah. Telekinesis yeah. is freaking cool. So far away, and you just like look your hand back a little <laughs> bit, and it that. just flings towards you and grab that. Glass cannon podcast a lot apparently. Got oh that telekinesis. <laughs> Yeah, everything feels good in that game. Sound design super good. It's pretty. It doesn't run well in some areas, like Alex said. Oh, it's got ant lines. How did I miss out ant lines? Uh, okay, voting time. Here we go. I am going to abstain. Yeah, I've I've not played either of these, so 
shocking absolutely no one this game is all this this part of the round is always the hardest thing because it's the two that are the most middling choices of them all (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah um i mean i'm voting for alex because i like that game and it's my name and (laughs) i've played some of it and i'm not like a huge animal crossing person so here's i think we're gonna have a problem because i've Uh only played animal crossing uh-huh. And I think Half-Life Alex might make me vomit, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. vote for Animal Crossing. <laughs> just, just because of its its VR. Yeah, I I could give it a shot. I know because you can like teleport, and that's usually good enough for me. It's just like free movement will make me sick immediately, like no questions asked. Uh, so maybe maybe I will, but I haven't given it a shot. Is the point? I haven't played it at all, but I played Animal Crossing. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna go with Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, I'm going out. Two and two, and two then. That is yeah. two and two. All right. All right, Chad, you and I got to make up our minds. <laughs> Let's pick opposite or... games so we can't take it. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> we could we could just leave it at a tie because it's gonna lose in the next round anyway. Yeah, I don't I mean, know how it works we... if you leave it as a tie. <laughs> um, I'm okay with letting out. I don't feel strongly enough about Animal Crossing. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I can. I... I the only I feel like I feel strongly about Animal Crossing because of how culturally big it was. Like it was a thing that like literally I saw parents were posting on Facebook being like, "Hey, I just got this to hang out with people because of COVID," and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." And like that was the like you know if nothing else, just seeing the world come together in a scary time like made this game so much better. It was the proxy, and, and like outside of that. It's an Animal Crossing game, which is what makes it fun, but also what makes it an like you know something that one could argue maybe it's not even a game. I will also I'll I'll say um, from my standpoint, and I know this is kind of like a unfair argument, but Half Life Alex is very much limited in terms of player base. Obviously, because you have to buy a VR you know setup. Sure. Uh, literally everyone plays Animal Crossing. It blows my mind the number of people that I'll just be talking to be like, oh, you play Animal Crossing? It's that or Among Us. That's it. That's the yeah. only games that people who don't play games play. Because the only thing I would mind. say about Half-Life Alex would be like the question of how like VR revolutionary is it? Like is it does it push beyond what we've already had or is it just another VR game? It's got some mechanics that I think will be used a lot later, like the gravity gloves in particular, but I mean it's not like it's not like game changing for VR. It's just really really good. Gotcha. I mean if you want to talk about cultural significance, it's a Half-Life game, and people have been clamoring for another one of those for over a decade. That's true. Well, it didn't been the clamoring like for a very is, specific one. Valve yeah. Index is sold out the instant they announced Half-Life Alex, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they still routinely are unavailable. Right. Like the Chad. people on the subreddit are all like, oh my gosh, I actually managed to get one. Yeah, I mean, I feel... I feel like with Aaron's comment and Owen's comment, like it, I think I have to go Animal Crossing just because how many people yeah. do play it. It's like if you put it on like a significance spectrum, like Animal Crossing has way more like a significantly bigger player base than Half Life Alex. Right. right. So I mean, if you just if because like I can't say it based off of my own opinion, so like now I have to reach out to, uh, yeah. You know, just metric. data or something. Yeah, yeah. Or I Caitlin's think... yelling, "Me, me!" <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll vote for Animal Crossing too, based on based on that. 
No, this is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing oh, 2 is shoot. not on the list. Shoot, that's right. <laughs> Animal Crossing 2 isn't on the list. Dang it. I, not this year, Aaron. Gosh. I'm sad, but I understand the sentiment. I'm okay with it. This guy it's... who didn't even finish Alex. <laughs> I know. Uh, up next, Maybe next year I'm going to come back to this argument and be like, you guys were wrong. <laughs> Alex is incredible. <laughs> round two, game three, Cyberpunk 2077 versus Golf with Your Friends. Do we need to have this argument? Should we just? Uh, do we want to just let Owen give a swan song to golf with your friends? <laughs> I think that I feel like that's usually what we do. All right, look for the high tier games. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You may call it a swan song, but I'm swinging for the fences here because you know something. Well, golf At punk. least golf with your friends didn't come out a buggy, unplayable mess. Okay. At least golf with your friends is entertaining and that you have a multiplayer. Where's the multiplayer in cyberpunk? Huh? There is none because they couldn't make the game in the first place. And you can't even say that they're making the game because that's not a 2020 game. That's a 2021 game. Cause it's still not finished. Holiday 2021. So, uh, oh, you know, yeah. I, I'm just saying that this game came out and it's actually good. It's fun. It's cheap. Uh, if you want crazy antics, you can go to the custom created content and there's just insane shit that will blow your mind as well as any bug would. So there, <laughs> cyberpunk, suck it. Yeah, like a level with no end. Time. I can't wait until I'm arguing against Hades and I say, where's the multiplayer? <laughs> uh, 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 I'm going to vote uh, cyberpunk here. I'm gonna vote cyberpunk here. Are you we, gonna vote cyberpunk, Chad? We don't I'm even gonna... have to argue cyberpunk's merits right now. Not yet. No. I mean, okay. if literally everyone else will vote for it. I think we I'm, can just. Yeah, let it I'm go. voting cyberpunk. I think golf with your friends is really awesome. Agreed. Just, I just want to say that. I'm gonna vote but cyberpunk. I'm... I didn't Fred, really golf like with golf with friends. your friends. It's great. What? Get out. It's. I mean, it's fine. But I'm voting cyberpunk too. Yeah, I'm no, going golf. Shut up! You're Okay, here we go. Round two, game four, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah, I have to put a T before all those words. To Ghost of Tsushima. Watch this neon abyss. I feel like that's not how you say it. I'm pretty sure that's how you in front of all of them, except for then you make them silent. Make all the T's silent. So, okay, I think I had Ghost of Tsushima highest, so I'll talk about it. Uh, this was. Well, we kind might of... want to save it. For yeah, I mean, we could, we could, oh. we could save. Yeah, I'll okay. just, I'll just, I'll just. Uh, what, what do we call it for Owen's comments on golf with your friends? Swan song. Swan song. Swan there we go. Song. I'll swan song on Neon Abyss. That's Eulogy. Fine. Um, Eulogy works too. <laughs> Neon Abyss is a solid game that filled my need for the next, uh, the next roguelike that I wanted to play, and it was fun. It had some of the mechanics of. Um, Gungeon and had a, some of the sort of concepts behind Betray uh, Binding of Isaac, and I mm -hmm. just really enjoyed the game. It's a solid game. It, it didn't have a lot of content when it released. They're continuing to release things, and I think they're going to try and build it into a greater um, amount of like achievements, kind of like a Binding of Isaac thing, where you like they have so many different things you can do, uh, so many different character unlocks. So I'm excited to see where they take it. It's a really cool game. The visuals are great. Plus, you know, it's kind of like uh, it, like it. Cyberpunky, it's neon. You got little attachments, little guys that follow you around. It's fun. It's a cool game. Solid game. Pretty fun. Voting time though. Uh, it's gonna be Neon Abyss for me because I can't parry to save my life. <laughs> Abstain. You don't have to parry in Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that's right. You don't. I was thinking of. You don't have Sekiro. 
Sekiro. Yeah, you don't know it's, I mean. it's so much easier than Sekiro. <laughs> it is, okay. it is super easy. It's absurd. Easier. I literally, I told you guys, I lost to that first dude. It's not even a boss. He's just standing in front of the gate, and I couldn't beat him. I suck at parrying. Just to clarify for everyone listening, he's talking about Sekiro, being bad at Sekiro, not being yeah. bad at Ghost of Shishima. Correct. Sorry. He's not Sorry. That yes. bad at video games. I'm pretty <laughs> bad at video games. I'm voting for Ghost. Uh, I'm also voting for Ghost. Ghost. I am voting for Ghost, even though I didn't play it. Boom. <laughs> we did it. Boom. Abyss. All right, round <laughs> two, game five, Doom Eternal versus Warzone. I'll just comment again here. Here we go, me again. <laughs> Time for another eulogy. Yeah. Uh, another eulogy. Warzone, it was nice knowing you, um, but uh, you're going to get beat out by Doom. However, I would like to say, as I've commented multiple times on this cast, Warzone has done what no other Battle Royale has done. They have almost perfected the gameplay for Battle Royales. Uh, Chad and I have talked about this at length, but basically the only thing that really sets the game um, or like lowers its level down a little bit is the fact that you have loadouts. I think they took that away. It would basically be the perfect battle royale. It's super fun. It's fun to play in squads. Um, when you enter the gulag, it's great. Plus having buybacks. They've they've taken all of the mechanics that all of these other battle royales have built upon and enhanced them and made it enjoyable gameplay throughout. It's not super slow paced. It's not so fast paced you can't even figure out where you're getting shot from. It's just like Call of Duty injected into a battle royale, but like in a in a way that makes sense. Very solid game. I mean uh, just just to branch off on that, I mean we've talked about this tons of times, but I think the biggest issues with BRs is the survivability. So like for instance, mm-hmm. you know, Fortnite, you constantly have to find the uh the shields that are very scarce or um Apex, you have to like use the batteries that take like nine years to to pop yeah but you're just sprinting across a field putting on armor plates and it gives you that boost of health that you need to survive the next attack and it's like they there's always armor you can buy armor you can buy back your friends like it's it's just so well done yep they did a really good job okay voting time doom eternal for me after i just said all those good comments about warzone doom eternal for me (laughs) Wow, yeah, that is weird because Eternal's higher on your list. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Doom. I think Warzone is quite fun. Uh, I'm also, I'm also Doom. Jake, also Doom. you love Warzone. I look, man. <laughs> it's probably fun if you're better than I am. That's all I'll say. Uh, Owen, I am abstaining. Abstaining. Okay, here we go with round two. My screen froze. There we go. Round two, game number six, Fuser versus Paradise Killer. Let's start with Fuser. All right. So Fuser is just such an amazing game. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but I did like a DJ set with it uh, leading up to the new year, and it was just a lot of fun. Like it is, it is such a great experience to actually like feel like a DJ and it i feel it's also way more in depth i i I almost hesitate to call it a game either it's more of like a weird automated software that can help you dj stuff like it 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 just it, it really does feel more like it's something that you can just mix and have fun with and like i'm sure that 
actual you know dj softwares that i've used before like virtual dj have a little bit more nuance in there but it is really fucking cool to just be like okay let me change the key and the bpm of this song and i only want to use the beat of it and then i'm going to use the like the bass line from this i'm going to mix that together and like just all of the thought that goes into that really is just entertaining to me uh and i thought was really cool and i like a game like that i just feel like is uh very rare to have the ability to kind of like teach you legitimate basics of like mixing songs and things together uh while also being fun and not just like a tutorial kind of thing um and and you know they've got a lot of really good songs on there so there's pretty much any music that you would want to listen to and just have fun mixing around and you know you they even have a multiplayer where you can mix it with somebody else uh so i just think that was just kind Dang. of like a, a thought <laughs> ha! has multiplayer Dang. in it Dang. it's got some <laughs> multiplayer in it yeah i just think it's like it's a really neat uh experience of a game if you haven't played it i highly recommend it just messing around in there for a few hours because it's such like a unique thing uh, is there like a free spin mode so that you can like i don't know be working and then also just mixing music at the same time to just have playing in the background while you're doing like work uh yeah there's a, a free play mode which is what i did for all of my mixes that's cool yeah i uh i had a question is so is there like a i don't know i don't know if this even makes sense but like a career mode kind of like is there like a yes, like a campaign yes yeah so there is a campaign in there uh and the the campaign I feel like does a really good job of teaching you all of the different things. Like it starts you out with the basics kind of like, okay, here's how to grab the different parts of different songs and like playing them together and muting them or soloing them and kind of like going through that. Uh, and then eventually it goes into like, Hey, here's a beat pad. Just create some fucking loop and then drop it on top of this beat while you mess around with one of the sound effect things to like give it a cool sound. And I was just like, that's legit and a lot. Uh, you know, so I feel like it's like a, a very long extended kind of uh, um, tutorial of teaching you things while also being kind of fun of just being like, it takes you through all these different uh, stages, like actually like, music venue stages that you go through and they're just like yeah so this is the you know the dreamscape stage or this is the techno stage or this is the whatever stage and it has like different graphics to it so it's not just like the same thing that you do over and over and over again paradise cool. killer paradise killer um i i can talk about this one uh so i didn't play this until december this was pretty late in my list um but it's it's really fun it's a fun like it's like a surreal kind of detective game. Uh, just, I think the easiest way to describe it is just to talk about the plot a little bit. Uh, you're a member of like this cult that creates and destroys these islands to try to make like the perfect society. And on the night that one of the islands is to be destroyed, the main council gets murdered, and you need to go in and basically figure out who did it. So you go around, you like, you find clues, you question witnesses, you like. Uh, corroborate their alibis or find holes in their alibis. Uh, and it's just, I thought it was really, really compelling. Um, I'm going to say it's the best detective game I've ever played. I don't know that I've played a lot of detective games, <laughs> but it still easily wins that. Um, I guess really all that means is it's better than L.A. Noir, which 
That's not Dang very it. high praise, but it's really fun. I really liked Paradise Killer. I think the writing's really good. The characters and art are gorgeous. I love they that sure aspect are. of it. Uh, and the mystery itself, I thought, was really, really interesting. Um, I picked this up just to kind of take a break from Cyberpunk, and I ended up playing the entire thing instead of playing Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's just kind of a thing that happened. And you get to play as Lady Love Dies? Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's good stuff right there. She also says Nani the hell. She and it's does. funny every time she says it. <laughs> so funny. I laugh out loud every time she says it. I love it so much. <laughs> All right, voting time. Uh, I'm going to abstain on this one. Abstain. Yeah, I, I'm going to abstain too, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Paradise Killer. I'm going to say Fuser. I'm also saying Paradise Killer. There you go. Sorry, Owen. That's oh, fine. I feel like in the future, like we need to get we need to play more of your games or you need to play more of our games see i feel like it's more of you guys need to play more of my games because probably so probably. many of you play your games that i don't feel like i bought hades i know i like hades oh i have not gosh. played hades because of the fact that all of you have played hades and i was like i don't need to play this there, there's a reason what? all of us played hades it's, it's <laughs> because it's gonna be it's really the good. winner this year oh, I, yeah. I know that it's good but i was like you know i I felt like at least because of the podcast, like I, I picked it up because you guys recommended it, but I did not play it at all because I was like, oh, well, I want to play something else, something different, something that like is, is a different game to bring to you guys. You know, like I wanted to be able to yeah, go yeah. to the podcast with something that wasn't just like, well, I also played the thing that everyone else has already played to the ground. I was like, well, yeah, I picked up this <laughs> other thing called Fuser. It's really cool and really neat. And I'm so glad that I did. I mean, if so many people are playing a game and they're all talking about how good it is, that's like a, that's like a must play. Mm. I think everybody yeah. should just play, play the games that games? they want to play. Yeah. <laughs> and then just talk about the games they end up playing because they wanted to play them rather than like artificially trying to trick people into like, playing the games you want. Playing different games because you think it'll work better for the cast or something. I don't know. Well, I think that's good because it does. I mean, a lot of times other than I feel like Jake, because Jake plays weird games on occasion. Okay. Most of us end up playing the same subset of games. Don't even! Panzermatals? <laughs> yeah! Hey, Get out of here, I, I brought okay? everyone Doki Doki, so you're welcome. Yes, None I, of I you would have played that. Such a me. deep appreciation for that. Uh, let's Point move on. Taken. Round two, game seven. Last of Us Part Two, and an homage to Visage. Chad. Yeah, goodbye, Visage. <laughs> um, so I was like kind of against Visage in the beginning just because I kept hearing about its phenomenon, like how good it was, and it's like the best horror game of, you know, the decade or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but Amnesia. Like, Amnesia is yeah. really good. So, like, how can Visage live, live up to that? Outlast claimed to live up to that, and Outlast wasn't it. Like, it was good, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't it. And then I played Visage. And let me tell you, if you haven't played this game and you love amnesia and you just love psychological horrors, you just need to pick this up. Uh, that, it's that good, huh? It's there's puzzles in it, and there's just different things that happen where I don't I don't know how to explain it without ruining it. Um, there's different chapters though that you can go through, uh, and so the one that I am on to kind of just give kind of a a concept of the game is I'm on the broken mirror kind of chapter, and so everything that I'm doing inside of this house like, is basically revolving around 
this broken mirror. Uh, and there's different chat. I haven't seen the other chapters yet, but there's different chapters uh, that revolve around like other things. Uh, but the broken mirror kind of leads you down a path um, to go and find, you know, different things, find out the story about uh, the old lady that was living there or, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like sometimes you just don't want to take that next step. And like that, I love that about horror games. It's like, you know, that there's something around that corner, you know, you know, you need to go there. And you just freeze up for a second. And you're like, all right, let's get it. You just Amnesia. go around a corner and it just, you know, it hits you in the face and you're just like, oh, man. So yeah, Vicious, I think, is a, is a really good game. What was that? Uh, what was that game we all got um, and played where you're like, at the, in the very end, you launch yourself into the arc and it Soma. turns out Soma. Thank you. I yep. really I really thought Soma did a good job of that, too. I don't probably not nearly as good. I mean, definitely not nearly as good as Amnesia, but. Soma was fucking amazing. I think Soma's made by the Amnesia guys. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I played. Uh, I think I played half of Soma, but I, I think a lot of Soma's best parts weren't the horror, but just the story it told and the uh, kind of motifs that it was trying to draw upon. Like, I've never played a game, Absolutely. and then like had to just sit there for an hour contemplating my choices so much as I have right. Soma. Like, I did that for Bioshock when its thing dropped, but, like, when you have to stop what you're doing and just being like, okay, how do I feel about what just happened? Like, that's a game, man. It made you feel something. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's how they do their stories, though, because, I mean, Amnesia, like, after I finished that game, like, I just freaking, I did research, like, looked at forms, like, I was just like, man, this story was good. Like, yeah uh but no visage is one of the like i've been looking for that next horror game that kind of lives up to the hype that everybody always kind of you know forms around it and uh outlast was like i said one of those games that people are like yeah this is the next best one it's like amnesia is better and i'm like yeah no visage is (laughs) is there it's there man i'd give it a shot uh voting time Uh, last of us for me i'm gonna do visage I think all the games that we've just discussed in the last five minutes are terrible because they're too scary. <laughs> so, the Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two is pretty scary too at times. It's it's scary in a different way. I'm not also going to Last of Us Two. <laughs> I'm just going to abstain. Wow. Oh, I'll give Visage uh, another. What'd you take. vote for, Jake? I didn't hear you. Last of Us. Last of Us Two. Okay. Per- I mean, Sorry. I wasn't sure. You could, you could two, definitely as we have it written down for the first yeah, Last of Us Two too. too. I'm a little too. This is why we voted for that because I thought we were having last was to go through, and I was just giving the eulogy. I mean, I yeah, like we, we still have vote. It was a moving yeah, yeah. eulogy, and you gained okay. a vote from me. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, here we go. Round two, la- uh, second to last game, I guess. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wispy Wisps and Fall Guys. Yeah, um, I can talk about Ori a little bit. Um, Ori, I think, is kind of incredible. Like. The visuals, music, and storytelling all come together to make something like really emotionally impactful. And I think the fluidity of the the movement and mechanics and the combat and stuff, especially the combat in this game, because it's such a step above the first one, kind of all elevate it to be like a really incredible experience. Um, this would have easily been my number one game of the year if I didn't have such an attachment to The Last of Us. But you know, it's a uh, I would I like know. to say about Ori, I, I noticed two people had it on their list, and I realized I've never played Ori in the Blind Forest. So no. 
I bought the Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps from um, Nintendo Store uh, because I knew I was going to have time once uh, I started yeah. traveling around in the van. Uh, but during New Year's Eve, I played Blind Forest for like seven and a half hours straight. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. It's insane. I know you guys have told me for a long time, you know, this game is visually amazing. The story's great. The mechanics are really cool and it gets very difficult. And it like it nailed all of those. I mean, it was really, I just, really cool. I game. go listen to the soundtracks of those games sometimes just because. Yeah. Soundtrack's really good, yeah. Uh, I, I was the other person who had it on their list. Uh, I actually, I picked up this game and I didn't think I was going to like it. Uh, it was introduced to me as... Alex will probably have it on his list, but I don't think it's that good. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try it. Uh, and it was another one that I basically plowed through in like a weekend. Uh, I ended up really, really liking it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the movement especially. I know Alex talked about it a little bit, but I want to hit it again. The movement is very fun and very fluid. It's probably the most satisfying part of the game. Fall Guys? So Fall Guys, I think was just a game that it came out of nowhere and it was a blast to play with people or by yourself mainly by yourself because you couldn't really team up with people that much uh but i i just think it was like such a fun concept of hey we're going to have like these kind of mini games that you can play against people and you got to be the last person standing at the end of all the mini games uh and like it just there was something really pure about it and how just I, like I think the, the two reasons why I gravitated to this was one there is it was something so pure about it like it was just like this this goofy weird fun game or like it was fun uh little like mini games that were easy to pick up and play it wasn't like a ton of mastery to them uh and a lot of it was just like kind of R, uh, RNG and luck but it was also just really kind of funny how you go through it and have some laughs with it and see what other people were able to do and so I think like that was one thing and I think the other thing was just how like pure the game was like everybody was just there to have a good time it was really like i i know like people tried to be toxic in it but i really felt like that community was not a toxic community in fact when they found like people were cheating and hacking and stuff teams would purposely throw so that way the person that was cheating wouldn't get any farther in the rounds like that's that's something that's really cool because it's just like yeah you know everyone's there just to have a fun time for a couple of minutes you know it's definitely not a game that you're going to play for hours upon hours upon hours on a single day but it's it's a fun thing to pick up and play every once in a while. Okay, voting time. Uh, it's gonna be Ori for me. I want to abstain. That's, <laughs> that's totally fine. Uh, definitely Ori. 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 Obviously, Fall Guys. <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously, Fall Guys. Okay, here we go. Last game of round two. Game number nine. Hades wins. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Ghost Runner. <laughs> uh, Chad, you've already talked about Ghost Runner. Should we just go ahead and vote here? Is there even a vote? I mean, I, I will say is, Ghost Runner's got some some pretty cool speed running, like a cool speed running scene now because of how crazy the motion is in it. I didn't mention that before. I just felt like it. I'll say it's like a, there's a that's the only one like that has 30... Ghost Runner on his list, and it's below Hades on his list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so why I asked I put... if this was a this was a vote. Like, I'm gonna vote Hades. Like, is anybody voting <laughs> yeah, Ghost Runner? Oh, and what are you voting in this? Because you're the only one who doesn't have either of these on your list. Uh, I guess or you can Hades. abstain. Okay. Hades takes it. Okay, moving on to round three. Game number 10. This is when it gets serious, guys. It's getting serious. <laughs> Buckle up. 
Cyberpunk 2077 versus Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, this is when it gets serious. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, so we didn't really talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Well, I guess we didn't really talk about either of these, huh? We didn't talk about either much. Um, I guess, Chad, do you want to talk about Cyberpunk? I guess. First? Um, yeah, because this is a this is my official like top of my list. Um, I really enjoyed like even though it was buggy, even though there was like issues with it when it came out, and and like I'm looking forward to the future development. I still have like a couple side quests that I haven't done because I'm just kind of saving them for you know quality of life updates and stuff like that. Uh, I, I just felt like sci- like it was just so good. Like I hit the ground running, just doing you know every quest that I possibly could right out the gate uh, before Act Two, and then once you get to Act Two, uh, it unlocks like so many more quests that like they're just so unique and just. I mean, I'm told that's just basically how they run their games. Uh, is that the you know side quests are just always amazing, and Witcher side quests were just you know basically you just want to play those because they're so good. Uh, and then I I felt. Maybe it was just like the build that I made, or or like the stealth was like really cool. Um, but also just like coming from a great love of uh, Deus Ex, um, like Mankind Divided, and like those games, it just I, I guess it just translates over to Cyberpunk very well. But the atmosphere was really really like great. Um, sure, there's issues, but like it's just so good. Yeah, I know. Uh, for me, I'm I'm a sucker for cyberpunky type stuff, that kind of future techie kind of stuff. And Night City is freaking gorgeous. It's, mm. I want to say, the coolest part of the game. Uh, Pan Am's also in the game, and I love her to death, so that's tough <laughs> for me. But Night City Night City is kind of the star of the show, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spent more time in that game just walking around, looking at stuff and taking screenshots than anything, really. Man, I'm so jealous of you guys who can run this with ray tracing. That must it's, be really It's neat. so ridiculous. It looks pretty. Uh, if this game, about, oh, if this yeah. game came out June of this year, you know, I had like six more months of development time. It it would it would certainly be on my game of the year list. But there's just so many things that pull away from how good it could be. Yep. I, yeah, I, I'm right there with Which you. Is, I like it's hard. That's my problem. And I'm I'm I mean, I feel really bad for console people because it's yeah. even worse for them. You know, yeah, like, for sure. I have. I even have problems running it on my graphics card. I even just playing the game. It's pretty buggy wow. as is. And you have the worst graphics card of any of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. It's, he does not. Uh, but I, I, I think I agree. If it came out, you know, middle of this year, even holiday of this year, and they had time to really iron out some of the things that weren't quite to the level that you, you know, I think we all expected. This would probably be game of the year for several people. Especially Chad, because it'd have you more time, and then Chad would love it even more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think with the release state and, like, me loving it, like, it's just always going to be one of those games where it's like, man, just just the future of, like, having Cyberpunk online is just like, I know I'm a broken record with this, but that just seems awesome if they can actually, like, get this game to a polished state, stabilized, and then we'll have multiplayer. (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. What Let's move on to Ghost, Ghost of, Tsushima. of Tsushima. Yes. Okay. Um, should I talk about this or Caleb? Do you want to take it? Mm, 
I'll, I can you've, start. You've beaten it, so you should probably. Oh, you have not beaten it. Okay. I still haven't. No. That is a damn shame. Uh, so I'll know. start with the ending is really really good. I thought. <laughs> uh, there yeah, comes... telling you the ending. <laughs> I think the story is really good. I remember very early on, uh, some things happened. I went, okay. There's two ways they could go with the story: the boring way or the really interesting way. It's a AAA video game, so they're probably going to do the boring way. But it turns <laughs> out they did the interesting way, and it's really good. Um. That's my spoiler-free review of the story. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah, this game was also kind of a surprise. I didn't think I would like it too much. It's pretty generic, kind of an Ubisoft sandbox kind of deal. Uh, you know, you got side quests, you got markers on your map, you go to the markers on your map, you do like a little thing. Good job, you did the thing. Uh, but <laughs> what wins it over for me is, A, the art style is gorgeous. I think this game looks really, really good. Uh, I know people insane. complained that it's not that gorgeous, but I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't think there's a single moment in this game that I thought, oh, that doesn't look that good. I, I was pretty consistently blown away with how this one looked. Uh, I walked in while Alex was playing it once, and it looked really bad at the time. I have yet to experience that. It has always <laughs> looked really pretty. Okay. Uh, I also, yeah, I guess so. Um, random aside, I heard that it had some issues closer to when it launched. So maybe mm. it got kind of like patched out. That's I don't possible. know for sure, though. It's just something I heard. Uh, also, this game. So it's it's kind of that Ubisoft sandbox. You know, you fight and then you've got your stealth. But unlike most Ubisoft games, I feel like both parts work really, really well. Um, yeah. My main point of comparison is going to be Assassin's Creed because the combat usually works pretty good. But I feel like the stealth is always pretty disappointing in Assassin's Creed, at least for me. Uh, it's usually either you get a crowd and you go in and you just auto win or you just fight them and you actually get to play a video game. But the stealth in this I thought was really fun. I had a lot of fun with it, and the combat is surprisingly good. Uh, kind of like parry-based, kind of like Sekiro, but not nearly as hard. A lot more gentle. <laughs> uh, and one of the cool things they do is you get a bunch of different fighting styles that mean you can counter different enemies, and so you're always kind of like thinking on your feet, switching between styles. And then it also just gives you like grenades and stuff to throw, which is kind of busted and insane, Very but busted. cool. Uh, I just I didn't use them most of the time because the fighting is more fun when you actually do it instead of just hitting people with grenades. Uh, also, it has a mechanic that actually rivals like so stealth mechanics are allow you to like get people out of the way before you go in on a big fight. But this has a mechanic that rivals that where you can walk up and like have a it's called a standoff mm -hmm. where you like ready your weapon and a guy comes running at you and you slash him and you insta kill him and you get to like insta kill like three people if you time it right, which does sort of the stealth thing of getting rid of a bunch of enemies before you have to fight them all, but without forcing you into the stealth route, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's it's another one where like I did it once and I was like, I feel like this is going to get old. And then it kind of didn't. I kind of yeah. loved it every time I did it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they must be doing something right. It's presented really well, I think it is. It, I, is. It's, it always just feels so cool. Mm hmm. To do, I don't. It makes I know you that's feel like right. a samurai. It makes you feel like <laughs> that's what it is. Oh you gosh. feel like Spider Man. <laughs> oh my gosh! You I also get to name your horse. Time. You get to name your horse, and it's super cool. Well, you get to pick from four names for your horse. I want to say close enough. <laughs> I think I think this game has a little bit too much of the Ubisoft bloat, where it's just like a bunch of side stuff that doesn't really matter. They just like fill up the map with my and my experience. I don't know. I, I mean, I some of that. I I think that's fair. Uh, one thing I will say about that, that kept it fresh for me at least, 
uh, that mechanic where rather than just like going and looking at your mini map and seeing an icon, just like a yellow bird just flies in and takes you yeah. over to it. Like, I know that feels cool. like it's the same, but I thought it was a lot cooler because rather than just it staring sounds, at the map the whole time. It sounds yeah. gimmicky, but it, it just it, it works well in game. It, I, th- I think what it comes down to for me is rather than staring at a mini map the whole time looking for icons, you get yeah. to just play the game and look at the world. And that's like, oh, dude there's a cool bird here now and he's going to take me to a fox statue or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Let me say one more thing just in case it gets knocked out. Um, <laughs> so it's got the wind, it's got a wind mechanic, which is basically like your, um, like your pathfinding to your next objective. So you like it, swipe up and it puts like a big wind and it shows you where you're going. But if you don't swipe up, you just see the wind in the environment naturally. Like you see which way the grass is blowing. You see which way the trees are bending. And you know where you're headed without having to look at your map. It's so That's nice. Really cool. That sounds really cool. Because then you cool. can just pay attention to how pretty the environment is while you're playing, rather than looking at the map. Huh. So I liked. I ended up playing this game a whole lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, voting time. I think I am going to abstain. Actually. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I don't have a strong feeling either way about Cyberpunk, and I have not played Ghost of Tsushima, so it'd be unfair for me to vote. I think. I think uh, it's gonna shock you guys, but I'm gonna go with <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. What? Um, going Cyberpunk. Uh oh, I'm going Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, if Cyberpunk had more development time, I'd probably pick it over Ghost of Tsushima. But Ghost of Tsushima is already super polished and really good. So Ghost. There was a game this year that I I was anticipating on pins and needles. I was searching every goddamn store to find it, only to realize that it was a PlayStation fucking exclusive. And you know something? I'm still gonna vote for it. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh my gosh. Alright, that takes it. Three to two. Man, that's a PlayStation exclusive? Yeah. It is. Yeah, I just heard all that, and I was just like, huh, I should go check this game out. And then <laughs> Owen says that, and I'm like, oh, frick. Yeah, that was that was yeah, the worst part of it. Like, I literally was looking on Epic and Steam. I was on the fucking, like, Amazon. I was like, what the fuck is this game? And then, like, Jake was just like, uh, dude, it's a PlayStation exclusive. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, big sorry. Unfortunately, those are still a thing. All right, here we go. Round three, game 11. Round, yeah, game 11, I guess. Uh, Doom Eternal versus Paradise Killer. Mm, are we just voting? <laughs> uh, we can. I can say one thing about Paradise Killer real quick. Uh, this, is, this is for Jake's benefit. This game really reminds me of The Outer Wilds. So you should really play <laughs> The Outer Wilds if you like this game. Wow. Uh, okay, I won't, I won't <laughs> touch on that. That's fine. <laughs> voting time. Here we go. Doom. 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 Paradise. Doom. Paradise. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Buckle up, guys. Round three, game 12. Last of Us Part 2. Worry in the will of Willy Willy Wisps. We have not talked about Last of Us yet. (laughs) I think Uh, it's very sad that these two are in the same game. I mean, not necessarily as sad for me as I'm sure it is for you. Uh, I think this is a good matchup. Okay, let me... Alex, do you mind if I go first? Sure. This game is... Hands down, hands down, my game of the year. Uh, I have heard, I'm talking about The Last of Us, not Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> uh, uh, this game I, I haven't ha- played. 
I know I've heard all of the negatives about this game. Um, I, oddly enough, did not sit down and play it in one playthrough like I did The Last of Us Part 1. It did take quite a few days because it's a significantly longer game. I will say there are two things that I didn't really appreciate about this game. Number one, um, I think one of its major, major faults is that it is very much like adding like adding combat and walking around and picking up content so that you can progress the dialogue because there's so much freaking dialogue in this game and it takes so long to get through it uh, i think that really slows the game down a lot um and i also i i do feel for people who don't like the method in which they did the storytelling where you do day one through day three seattle and then you swap over to abby and you go to do day one through day three could they have intermixed those quite possibly I don't know how it would have changed if it was, you know, day one, day one, day two, day two, and so on and so forth. I don't know if it would have had the same impact for me, but uh, I still loved it. I still loved it, even though I had to play through all three days and then go play Abby, and then there was still more content after that was over. Amazing game. Incredible. They definitely should not have mixed it, for one, because I think the way it's laid out... They definitely should not mix it. ...is... So, I think... Okay. We can just talk about the game openly, yeah. Yeah, this is the, we're about to spoil Last of Us too. The Dumbledore dies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is for me one of those super high tier, like top of my best games ever list, like masterpieces. Because the way I don't think there's any other game on the market that has ever, like, halfway through the game, been like, "Hey, play the villain," and like, the it it for me at least it perfectly executes everything it's trying to do because you start playing Abby's story and you're like, I freaking hate this character. Why are they making me play it? Mm-hmm. I hate this woman so much. You're playing like super begrudgingly through it. And as you explore her story, I think for me, at least it got me to open up to her side of things and actually changed my mind about her character throughout the course of the second half of the game and made me feel for her side of the story and become emotionally attached to her character as well. So, I mean, that is I think that's the intention that they're trying to do and I can totally mm-hmm. see where that could not land for people and people could hate this game. But I think it landed perfectly for me and it's one of the reasons why it's it's like so impactful as a game for me. I think that uh like the sort of emotional attachment you see for Abby, uh, it, like the inverse happens with um with Ellie because like she just becomes kind of a monster in the first couple of days of yeah. Like I feel like she's just slowly spiraling out of control. Yeah. And you're like you're like losing everything that you feel like you've built in like understanding this character from the first game. You're like slowly losing that because she's becoming something that you feel like she was never before. And then you play the other half you, you as you play as Abby and I I agree. You kind of like you start and you're like I freaking hate this character. Why would I play as this? But when you get to the end and you're like they get into a fight and you're just like, I don't know what I want to happen here. I don't know if I want one of them to win, one of them to the other to lose, both to lose, none to lo- I don't know. It was just so conflicting the entire time towards the end. And like the way Ellie is like hurting everyone around her to pursue her objectives throughout, like progressively worse and worse throughout the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. And then like you feel really uneasy about her decisions towards the end of that. And you're like, I don't know if I agree with her at this point now. And then you go back from the other side. And, and also the entire second half of the game, you see like 
characters pop up that you saw in the first half and you're like, yeah. Oh, like I know the fate of that character and now I feel completely differently from when the, the first place that I saw it, you know, or like the, the scene with the, when you're playing Abby and you're going against the sniper. Incredible. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, you, you get through that whole section. It's so long and you're like, I freaking hate this dude. I just want to murder him so bad. And then you figure out who it is. And it's Joel's brother, and you're like, "Well, crap! I actually don't <laughs> hate this guy." Like, yeah, it's it's so effective, I think, in in everything it does. And on top of all that, the entire production value and presentation is like top tier. Like, the acting is incredible, absolutely. Voice incredible. acting, animation, incredible. like everything about that game looks and sounds incredible. And I will still say, I know it sounds kind of sadistic, but uh, when they are like, oh my god, they got Gary! For some reason, I still laugh every time. Every single time. Really? It worries me. I don't know why. <laughs> what happened to Shannon? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just does that. I don't know. And then, um, like, on top of everything I've said, which is basically just story-based, the gameplay is, like, super good. So, part, I don't... Part of the gameplay is super good. <laughs> the, com- the combat part of the gameplay is super good. Yeah, Caleb told me he saw a statistic that or a thing where a guy played only the combat sections and it took like three and a half hours, which means Oof. you're playing Oof. like almost 20 hours of just walking around. There's so much walking around, man. And there's so little to interest you in the walking around usually. There are rope puzzles sometimes and they brought back <laughs> okay. puzzles. Thank there's God like, for that. There's like one good rope puzzle in the game. The rest are super obvious and just take time. That I don't want to spend doing them. That's fair. I, I don't know. I feel like during those times, I was just like super engaged with the character development. It's almost like I was like kind of like watching There's a movie. Really not much development during those times. I don't see. That's like, not what I got. The detail got... of the environment is insane. And there's like natural storytelling around that as well. Can I just say it's my some favorite, of it, but not much. My favorite part of those parts is when you're just walking around and Ellie's like, oh, dude, there's totally a guitar here. <laughs> yeah. Like you go into like an abandoned movie theater and she's like, oh dude, someone just left a guitar on one of these seats. What are the odds of that? Let me just strum up real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me just practice a little bit. It's gonna be fine. That one's funny every time. Um so I, on Ori. Well I, I wanna I wanna talk more about last okay. too. We Sorry, we never good. got yeah. to do like a spoiler really discussion. Um but I think I think Alex pretty much nailed it. If that switch to Abby works for you. I can see why this game would work really, really well. The issue is, I don't think it worked, at least not for me. Um, The way it kind of played out for me is you play the first part as Ellie and it's like, wow, Ellie is like a monster and Mm -hmm. must be stopped. (laughs) So like by the time you get to that confrontation, I'm kind of Team Abby. She killed Joel and honestly kind of fuck Joel. Like, that's probably, like, that's the nicest thing anyone's done in the plot. So, like, Team Abby. And then you switch to Abby, and it's like, well, okay, so here's this girl. She's down her luck. She's kind of doing a genocide, and she's okay with torture. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like Abby. Wow. You had, like, the inverse of yeah, what we felt. That's exactly wild. the opposite. I, I started as, like... Like, when I'm playing as Ellie, Abby's probably, like, the good guy, just because I don't know that she's a piece of shit. And then you play as her <laughs> and confirm that she's definitely a piece of shit. Uh, so that's, that's bad. And the other thing is, they go through and they're like, hey, look, it's Abby's friend, 
Owen? Is his name Owen? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Owen. Yeah. And it's like, don't you care about Owen? And I'm like, he, he like he's dead. So no. <laughs> wow. Like, I, right. I could wow. give a shit about him. That is one of the big problems. You meet all these people that it wants you to care about, and you're like, well, I know they die very soon. Yeah. So like, I'm not like I kind of don't care. Um. So that's I mean that that's really the crux of my issue with it. There's and, also a bunch of chapters that I feel like are just kind of time wasty. I like think there's the, the game part pads a lot for time. It does. It pads yeah. a lot. It absolutely should not. It should that be half the length it is. Chick and gets injured, and you go on like a five-hour journey to get her medicine. Yeah. And so you get her medicine, and then like 20 minutes later, she gets shot in the face and dies. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I swear to God, I spent so long. I did that whole hospital part. I hated the hospital part. <laughs> it was for nothing. It's supposed to make the girl dying that much more impactful because of all you just did to try to save her. It's like, I don't even care about this It's just girl. A more annoying for Jake. Yeah. Oh, and then they're like, man. oh, dude, the guy who shot her, he's the new villain. Oh, wait, no, he died too. She just <laughs> shot him back. I was like, great, cool. Yeah. Whatever, I'm giving out wings. I will say the game does make you kill dogs, so that's a strike against it. <laughs> and there's oh, one dog in particular that like you meet in the second half and you're like "Ooh, i specifically remember murdering you right <laughs> so now imagine if you met that dog in the first half and then killed it in the second half it would be uh, so much better the i whole think story would be better is so weird yeah Wait, I, you think it should be completely the other direction yes like start yes, as abby and 100%. then play as ellie afterwards because then mm -hmm. you meet people and actually care about them before you know that they're gonna die oh my gosh you would absolutely hate ellie by the end of the game if that were the case you do you're hate ellie by the end to but i mean that. even more i mean you would <laughs> right, just right. want her to die that's better she for sucks. the story okay so someone who's played the first one and then literally boycotted the second one first because i don't own a ps4 or 5 <laughs> and also because i everything got leaked to me like as soon as it came out why like what the first game to me, just hearing the story feels very like, oh, that happened. Now burn it. Now we're gonna hate Ellie. Like it doesn't, it doesn't flow correctly for me. To and then like the way Joel dies and like I, I don't know. I think it got way too cultural and PC. Like it just mm -hmm. I, that's just my perspective on it. I don't know that I ever hated Ellie. I definitely hated Joel. I thought he made a super selfish decision at the end of the first game. Well, I mean, and he definitely then, did, but uh, you can understand why he did it. I mean, why that game to an really extent, good. yeah, but he also freaking mass murdered like 50 people before he walked out of that building. <laughs> he did sure, do but, like a real big murder. Yeah, <laughs> sure, but you'd already done huge murders. This, I mean, yeah. it's yes. not like it was. It wasn't out there of were character a few unarmed for him. people. It wasn't like, oh, wow, what happened to Joel? It's like. Yeah, that's what he would do. I, but yeah, I mean, he's also he's like for. effectively murdering everyone mm -hmm. because, you know, no cure. So, well, uh, dude told him specifically that it wasn't even a guarantee that it would do anything. That's true. That's true. I not OK. Now we're talking about the first game. I don't yeah, know why are. they told Joel they were going to kill his daughter. Like, just don't just don't, just don't tell him. Yeah, just go back and be like, listen, we tried, yeah, but she yeah. died. I don't know. <laughs> On the operating table, we don't know what happened. Or, hey, here's another idea. If you're going to kill her, kill him, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? OK, we Anyways. should move on. Yes, oh, one should. thing. One thing I will say. Oh, my gosh. Caleb. <laughs> the, OK, it's the realization, like Ellie's realization 
of what Joel did or him telling her takes place in a freaking cut scene, like a third of the way through the game. That is so lame. It was like the climax of the whole first game. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a flashback cut scene. It's not entirely a cutscene. You do walk it's just from the flashback. doors to oh the other gosh. doors and it then open a firefly bag. Freaking flashback. It's so dumb. Hate it. I mean, they killed Joel. Not from the grave until before they killed Joel. Too. I don't know. Okay. It's. I think we it works fine on. because. But I want to go back to flipping the story the other way, where you play Abby first, because I don't think that would be as effective. Because I think the whole point. The whole reason why it was so good for me is because in the beginning of Abby's part, I didn't care about any of those people that died, like specifically. And since the game had me explore their sides after the fact and come around to actually care about them, then that made me reflect on it like, oh, crap, what have I done kind of thing at the at the end, you know? You don't think it'd be more impactful to like the characters and then as someone else have to kill them? I don't think so. Because, like, they're not a part of of the quote-unquote, like, protagonist side of the story. So you're, as a person that enjoys media, you're already in the mode of, okay, this is the side I need to care about on Ellie's side. So if you're suddenly playing, like, against Ellie the whole time, that I don't know, that I think it would feel really weird. I think the way they did it is kind of the only way they could have done it. We just need to find I someone that hasn't played this game. Like- and then get a bunch of saves at different points and then have them play like the first part, then play Abby's part, then play Ellie's part, then go through and play the rest of the game and then get their opinion. So I need to find somebody who can invest 25 hours into looting. <laughs> All right. Just one last thing. Sorry. I think the people had the same problem that I had with Abby when Ellie's just like, I don't know, beating someone to death with a pipe. I'm kind of on their side, you know what I mean? Like, they they probably don't deserve to be beaten to death with a pipe, you know? But then when I see, like, I don't know, Owen cheating on his super pregnant girlfriend, I'm kind (laughs) of like, hey, maybe he kind of does deserve a stab, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's also kind of a piece of shit. Deserves a stab. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna say he should die for that, but maybe a stab or two, you know? That's not, I don't like him anymore. Gosh. All right, let's move on to Ori, for real. I feel like I kind of already saw my stuff. Uh, the chases in the game are really good. Uh, what I like is that it's almost like a platforming boss fight, uh, which is really cool. It does also have regular boss fights, which I'm going to call combat boss fights. But it's cool to have like an encounter that is high stakes and exciting that focuses exclusively on platforming. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I I really like those parts. I wish there was a way to solve the problem of if you die at any point during that thing, it kind of takes the tension out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the down downside of that. You just like restart again. You're like, oh, I guess I'll just do it again. If you nail it all in one go, though, amazing sequence. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, uh, one other thing I'll say about Ori is, you know how I failed to sympathize with the villain in The Last of Us 2? Ori (laughs) and the Will of the Wisps. I sympathized with the villain. I felt really bad. Um, to be fair, it's kind of manipulative. Like, they're cute animals, and they're just, like, sad that they're dying. So that's not, you know, it's not exactly complex storytelling, but I did go, oh no, with a sad bird or whatever. So that was, you know, I felt something, so that's neat. Is it voting time? Let's do it. Voting time, here we go. Last of Us. Abstain. Last of Us. Ori. Also Ori. Uh Uh-oh. Owen, what's it gonna be? 
Last of Us. Okay. Nice. Okay. Perfect. All right. Round three, game Ori. 13. Hades versus <laughs> Animal Crossing. Uh, Owen. Owen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Owen. Yeah, fair enough. I don't even think we need to talk about it. I think you can just vote it. All right. Hades. Hades is the winner. Let's do it. Hades. Oh, we're about Hades. Sorry. I thought, <laughs> Hades. Just, I thought it was just going. Hades. Oh, and you voted Hades, man. too? <laughs> I'm not. I, I know that it, Hades uh, is the better game, man. It is oh, man. cool that Animal Crossing got so many people that are not normally into gaming in the gaming. Oh, this is where it gets it brutal, cool. though. This is where it gets brutal. Semifinals. Here we go. Uh, game 14, Doom Eternal versus The Last of Us Part 2. Man, we haven't even talked about Doom. Man, who wants to talk about Doom Eternal? I think right. you like to The Last of Us. I'll go. And then okay. Aaron, you can follow do up it, do it. if you want to. Okay, so Doom Eternal, when it came out, I picked it up and I sweat on that game. Like from the <laughs> time I got up to the time I went to bed, I was playing that game. And that game, when you played on nightmare mode, is the most insane off the wall. Like you just gotta freaking flick your mouse everywhere or your joystick if you're playing it with a controller. I don't know. You're into that kind of thing. Uh, just the different guns that you have to use and the you know way that you're just blood and gore and just always in it to try to get health, flaming on people, smashing them around. I actually Terry, was like, I would actually talk uh, to Caitlin after I got off and be like. Why does my body just feel exhausted right now? <laughs> like, so tense. Like I play competitive BR games like daily, and it did not match up to the amount of exhaustion that my body felt when I played this game. And it's like it's just so it was just so fun off the wall, just like it, it was that nice polished development in like an age where games are all early access, and it was just really good. It'll run on like a potato at 4K, like a billion frames a second. <laughs> um, I I'll just say this is my this is my like brutal just punch me in the face. I'm gonna die over and over game. Dark Souls, I guess. This is my Dark Souls games. Uh, I I played a Slayer Gate for seven and a half hours and I still haven't beaten it. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> Yet you don't like Souls games. Are you? Okay? I know, dude. I don't know. I freaking love Doom. I love it. It's so good. It's ridiculous. And Chad is spot on. When you play on Nightmare, buckle up. You, when you get done, you are sweating out of orifices you didn't even know you could sweat out of. Ew. You're like tense. <laughs> All your muscles are like just like super. T- I mean, it, whew, I mean, it's brutal. When you get done, who just started playing music in my basement? <laughs> wow. When you hey, Google, when you play pause. one of the levels though, and like you are constantly doing it, like Aaron was just saying, and then you get to that like, just like that flow where you're just like kiting the enemies around and like you're just getting it down and you succeed. It just feels so satisfying. It just it just feels like you're the Doom Slayer. Yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> so spoiler alert, I'm gonna vote for Doom, but I do want to <laughs> get people's opinions on the red shield guys. They're just Awful. about halfway through the game. Yeah. They're dumb. <laughs> Awful. Man, they're bad. They kind of go against the entire game's design because like yeah. everything is about speed and, and movement and momentum and then you get to one of them and it's just like oh time to stop yep if you if you move they're just gonna send demon panthers after you and you can't really dodge them you're just gonna get hit for free <laughs> i gotta wait wait here until he does something and then i try to parry him i guess yeah, i man i 
it kind of blows my mind how bad that enemy Wait, is. Did you guys play on Nightmare? Yeah, I did. I okay, think I don't I was feel like below Nightmare. But... I don't feel like I slow down against that enemy. I feel like if you stop against that enemy on Nightmare, you just are dead. Yeah, I feel much. like if you move against that enemy, you're dead because he has weird ranged attacks, and he open only opens up when you stop, like near him, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, but mm -hmm. I feel like you just have to have like so much movement, and then you gotta like get to a point where you know you're within like a certain amount of distance from him, and you flick around, and then you wait for the parry. Wow, I can parry. I parry, mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. Oh my oh, gosh. Maybe you should play Sekiro. Maybe I should. No. Yeah, that, or, yeah you that, should play Ghost of Tsushima. Enemy, Start slow. Yeah, there you go. That enemy is bad enough that I looked up the cheese strat against it, and now it's fine because like. You get one parry off, and then you switch between the big laser gun and the super shotgun really fast back and forth, and you can just kill them in one go. That actually is the thing about that game that's quite crazy, is if you when you watch like people who, like the devs play, they are never on the same weapon for like more than a second. They are swapping so fast between so many weapons, and that's how they defeat those guys. It's just like boom, 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 swap shot, swap shot, swap shot, because you're never really reloading at that point. Sure. Yeah, Solid we game. were talking about speedruns earlier. A really fun speedrun is this game with no major glitches. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not like going on the map or anything. They're just actually playing really well. Really cool. Oh, that's cool. That does sound cool. Um, is it voting time? I just want to say you don't have to watch someone get hanged and do maternal. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm just gonna put that out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> after that part and the ensuing sex scene, I didn't play it for like a week. I was just like, nope, you win, you win, Naughty Dog. I'm out. This might oh be God. a bad vote. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be. Um, here we go. Uh, it's Last of Us for me, for sure. Okay. The Doom. The Last of Us. Doom. Doom. Owen. Owen. Upstate. Oh. There it is. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I, wow. I will allow the people that have played these games to argue this. I was just trying to get some of these games up here. I, I haven't played either, so just do you. <laughs> uh, okay, semifinals, nice. game 15. Do we still need to wait to talk about Hades until the finals? But let's talk about Hades now. It, it's gone we can't. by. Like, I think it's going to landslide win this, but oh, yeah. I think we should talk sure. about it. I mean, what's, uh, what's the point of talking about it now if it's just going to go through and then it's going to be that's, Hades versus that's... Doom? Yeah, then we can talk about it during the I actual think... finals finals. Yeah, I think Jake and I are the only two that have Ghost of Tsushima on our list, and Hades is higher on both. Of them, <laughs> right. So. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's an already win. Like, Hades is going uh, through. Hades for me. Hades. 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 Abstain. Abstain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the finals. So before, Seeds one and two. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought, Before we guys? say anything, I just want to point out, Hades and Doom Eternal are both, like, hellish games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What do you know? Yeah. 2020 games Hellish. set in hell. <laughs> I mean, 2020 is weird hell, right? <laughs> weird that. All right, here we go. Finals round. Game 16, Hades versus Doom Eternal. Um, let's talk about Hades. One of you two who has it as your top game. Talk about it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Supergiant's done it again, guys. Hades <laughs> is a freaking amazing roguelike game that somehow they sneak so much good storytelling into. It is ridiculous how good they are at combining gameplay and storytelling. I didn't it's think... Just, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I didn't think having a good story in a roguelike would was work. Was possible? Yeah, yeah. After, it just... After it 3v3 like, basketball? I understand. I understand. <laughs> I just, I don't... Roguelikes just don't seem like they would be a very good conduit for storytelling. But yeah. Hades does it almost effortlessly. I think it's, I think it's incredible. 
Only because, actually, no, not only because, specifically because the way they chose to make like the character work and die and be, you know, be brought back to life and have to go through that pathway again, I think is just like a really brilliant way of storytelling the trope of how a roguelike works. Yeah. They just built such a good story that matches the roguelike thing super well. Yep. Man, they're, they're insane. They are literally insane. Also, it's freaking gorgeous. And obviously, it's super giant, so the music is incredible. Voice acting's great. Yeah. Voice acting's super I, good. I like how they can just do the same art every game and be like, everybody's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it is so pretty. <laughs> can we just, I, I, I really, really would like to just say, though, that uh, Darren Korb, like, I feel like he could go to work for any studio and make music, and their games would be great. Even if the game was like literal garbage. His music is insane how good it is. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it didn't bring Pyre to the heights that the rest of their games... That, that is sure. a good point. Unfortunately. Sure. I'm being told Darren Korb's the voice actor for Zagreus. Yeah. yeah. Which I did not know. And I think Skelly? That's, I think that's right. crazy. <laughs> which is hysterical. That's so funny to me. Um, we didn't. I don't even think we mentioned the actual gameplay part is super polished and, and fun. Yeah, it's um, you have what five different weapons to choose from, something like that's that. That's right. Uh, and they all right. play. I mean, obviously it's the same game, but they all play differently enough that I think it never gets old. Mm -hmm. uh, and it even has a cool mechanic where one weapon will be like glowy, and you'll get slightly more money if you do a run with that one. So it kind of incentivizes you from just like rather than just picking your favorite weapon and using nothing else. There's kind of an incentive structure there to like mix it up, try different things. Uh, another thing I think is great is the boon system. Uh, one of the most annoying things about roguelikes and why sometimes I find it hard to get into them is you start a run, you get like, you know, an hour in or, you know, sometimes even like 15 minutes in. You're like, this ain't it. I am yep. just wasting my time from here on out. I have not gotten good pickups. This is not the run. Uh, but the way Hades does it, you have a lot more agency of what your build is going to be. Like, it's not 100% control. There's still some RNG in there. But you have limited control over what gods are going to give you buffs. And then when a god shows up, you get a choice of three different buffs they could give you. So you're not just stuck with that shitty one from Aphrodite that makes your cast really bad. You can get, <laughs> like, a good attack or, like, a good special move. And, you know, you basically, you get to, like, theory craft builds. It's not just left up to the whims of fate. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Also, the weapons, I think most of them at this point, I've gone through a phase where I'm like, this weapon's bad. I don't like it. And then had a run <laughs> with it after that, where I'm like, actually, this weapon's great. I don't know what I was talking about before. Yeah. Uh, weird side note. I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about Greek mythology in general. So playing like the first couple of times I played this game, I was like trying to understand who all these characters were. But I've played it a lot now. And recently I started watching Blood of Zeus. Which, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, the same animators who did Castlevania. Um, they only have one season out. But I was like identifying all of the people in the show because of how much Hades <laughs> I played. It was hilarious. That's awesome. Oh, I know what they do. <laughs> Is this a game that you guys didn't try in early access? And then once it came out, you finally started playing it? I played it all the way through early access, basically. I played a little bit in early access. Yeah, I, I didn't really play it. I think I bought it in early access and didn't really play it until it actually came out. I played so far back in early access, you could get multiple abilities for the same 
move. Oh, like that's your attack busted. could be increased by multiple gods. Yeah, yeah that's it was busted. <laughs> uh, I will also say that this game, I feel like, kind of crosses the barrier for people that say they don't like roguelikes. Beca- mm. Like, strictly because of the storytelling, I think. Like, I've seen a lot of different people that say they don't t- typically like roguelikes that enjoy Hades. I think something else with that. Hard, usually. Sorry. No, uh, well, to kind of answer that, A, I think it's very approachable. Uh, there's a lot of settings that can make it easier. And another mm-hmm. thing I think that helps it not suffer from that same roguelike fatigue is you don't get a lot of runs where you get nothing, where you just end the run. You're like, well, that was a waste of my time. You know, I don't know why I'm even playing this. You always get like you can get some money or you'll unlock some new dialogue or, you know, the story will advance a little bit, even if you went in a run and you died like five rooms in. You still got some money you can spend on upgrades or oh, Hypnos wants to hang out and I get to hear what he's all about or like, oh, you know, I, I fought that boss one more time and now I get some unique dialogue next time I talk to them. And I think it helps to feel like it's actually you're actually progressing rather than just kind of wasting your time. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I uh, at first didn't touch this game and honestly forgot that I even had this game. Uh, I'm looking through my email now, but back December 6, 2018, the Epic Store launched. And because I'm a supported creator, uh, I got this game, Ashen and Hello Neighbor, for free. But I never touched this game until you guys are like really, really talking about it. And uh, my first kind of reaction to it was like, ah, another like top-down, like kind of twin-sticky, sh- like shooter-style looking game. I guess I'll give it a shot. And then I sat there on my Switch because I picked it up on Switch and just like played it for like ever over at the parents' house. <laughs> and then I like was like, yeah, it's a game that I probably won't play at home. And then I started playing it at home. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, this game's pretty good. Like I need more like power ups so that you know once I go to the next run, like I'll be even stronger and uh you know get the um what's the thing when you die but you don't die you come back. I think that's like one of the greatest things. Yeah, yeah, death defiance is like one of the greatest things in the game because like. Most roguelikes are like, well, I died, restarting. This one's like, you died, but you have more health. <laughs> it's a incredibly solid game. And then, uh, I hope they keep making games because yeah. I was... Pyre was, you know, Pyre, but literally everything else they made have been, has been incredible. Nothing gets me quite as much as being able to mix story and gameplay super duper well. And man, they just, they're so good at it. All right, should we defend Doom Eternal here for a second? Go for it. Ah, uh, man. Chad? Are, are you defending do- it? I don't <laughs> I mean, I- it's really hard for me to defend because I like Hades more than Doom Eternal. <laughs> that, okay, let me, let me say the one thing about Doom Eternal. Doom 2016, uh, man, that is on like one of my favorite games I have quite possibly ever played. I love Doom 2016. I thought it was amazing. I thought the story was like literally everything about it. Um, the thing that really got me with Doom Eternal that I was frustrated with, I loved the gameplay until literally the last boss fight. And that, honestly, if that would have been different, Doom Eternal would have probably been in my number one spot. But that just turned me off from that, the whole story of the game entirely. It just didn't feel like Spider Man. Yeah, you didn't feel like Spider Man <laughs> in that last scene. And there were tons of tall structures you could have swung from. And I think that's mm-hmm. stupid because you're Doom guy. Did you not have the exaggerated swagger of a Doom guy? <laughs> uh, also, I feel like that I think, last boss fight was kind of buggy too. I got like I think, launched off the platform through a wall a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. Honestly, the, the boss fight before that, 
was probably the best boss fight in the game where you're fighting the the maker mm. she's like flying in the yeah, air and you're having yeah. to use like multiple weapons and move around like there were a lot of mechanics to that boss fight and it felt good because you're still like you're fight fighting also like, has you, that enemy that's like perfectly designed for that game you just pop correct. them in the head and they yeah. spew ammo everywhere Mon- yes yeah. mm-hmm. um so i think if the last boss fight was replaced with something else. Like my dream, I, I'm sure I've talked about, I know I've talked about it several times, but <laughs> is that you get into a giant doom guy mech suit and then you fight the icon of sin as a giant doom guy, which sounds stupid, but I guarantee you literally everyone would have loved it. <laughs> I like how God war turns real big, fights Ares at one point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly like that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so my doom is actually like, maybe I should go back and change this. I mean, it's too late now. But Doom is higher on my list, but I, just talking about both of them and then like looking back, like they're just both so, I think I would have to, like if I had to vote, I think I would say Doom Eternal, but I'm not upset if Hades wins and Hades will win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the, maybe one of the best ways to compare these two is like they both have incredible mechanics and gameplay, but one of them has story to back it up also. Yep. Yeah. If we did a genre-based uh, game of the year, like like doing like roguelikes or you know shooters, like Doom would probably win its own category. But mm-hmm. because we're yeah. putting them side by side, yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I I I read all of the little journals that you pick up in the game, so I got a lot of the backstory from Doom Eternal and the Ancient Gods. I think the story's pretty cool, but there's no way it could ever hold up to the story of Hades. I. I mean, I even like what what's the guy's name? Samuel Hayden's voice is maybe one of the coolest voices that you uh-huh. hear from a character in a video game. It reminds me of why it's Bastion, so to be honest. Like the way he's just kind of so mm. like the just narration is so cool. Like yeah. it's so good. Yeah. But 80s. So anyway, voting time? Let's do it. All right. It's gonna be <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be Hades for me. I can't like say what I said like a minute ago and then not vote Doom Eternal. <laughs> so I mean, you can. You can do whatever you want, dude. Yeah, it won't well, bother we'll us. It in post. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna vote Doom Eternal on the basis of my own bias. I just prefer Doom over Hades. If I had, if I had to buy, if I had just the amount of money to buy one and not the other, I would buy Doom. I mean, I would have too, because I don't. I mean, I didn't know enough about Hades. That's the problem. Now I know oh, a lot dude, about Hades. Fake, fake votes over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say Hades. Uh, I'm also going to say Hades. Hades. I will abstain. Abstain. Abstaining. All right. Well, there we have it. Hades wins. No surprise to literally yeah. anyone. Yeah, I mean, we, we all expected that. Gosh, what a solid freaking game. Poor Ghost Runner, man. They didn't even get a chance. <laughs> Poor uh, Ghost Runner. Poor every game I played yeah. this year. <laughs> uh, hey, Animal wait, Crossing got, made it into round three. Yeah, round three, Owen. And then it went up against Hades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, what a, what a good... Uh, that's, man, solid. Solid games. Solid games all around. This was actually, I feel like, a pretty good year for games. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a really t- good year for roguelikes. So many decent oh roguelikes. Oh my gosh! Came yes, out. yes. Yeah. I mean, Spunky Two came out this year, didn't it? It did. I don't think any of us have played that, but I know a lot of people like it. Alex and I played a little bit. Yeah, 
I don't. So I don't understand as, the people that like Splunk. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. As we're uh, wrapping it up, who has figured out what their new segment is going to be for 2021? All um, right, we're doing segments. Mine, mine's going to be a moment of silence. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that I just is it always for 2020? Oh, that's good. Um, mine will be bringing you news on Pray for the Gods. Bringing you news mm-hmm. on Pray for the Gods. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Pray because, Bring so. that crap back. Bring I feel like news. I rant a lot. I could just do a rant. That's something. <laughs> That's content, right? I mean, I'll yeah. just keep you updated on Silk Song. Oh man, <laughs> man, I hope that comes out. Wouldn't <laughs> that too. be nice? I expect Jake's it rant. Bringing you news on the Pray for you the Gods with Chad. I'm, I'm writing it all down. Uh, this is He's writing it all down. I I I might do something about like taking uh game mechanics or kind of story beats or something like that and kind of like analyzing a game through any of that lens. I don't pick something real. God. Something <laughs> <laughs> serious that you have to do work at. Yeah, that's why I'm only going to do it like twice next year, but I'll do it. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. I picked what I picked because one week I'll just be like, "Yep, no news." No. <laughs> 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 And then maybe at some point you'd be like, guys, there's news. <laughs> Mine's not actually a moment of silence, but I don't know what I'm doing. It's a moment of silence. That's what we're doing. And then I'm cutting the whole thing. You're gonna be like, all right, we're going to have Alex's moment of silence. And then it's literally going to be like a millisecond and we're going to move on to the next topic. Wow. That's good. That's good content right there. Yeah, I, I like think it. it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I think it's excellent. Uh, nice okay, everybody well, knows what to expect, too. Make sure you check out the next episode in two weeks. We may be debuting one of our new segments then. Uh, until next time, thanks so much for joining Definitely us. Definitely won't. We will. Oh <laughs> my gosh, Alex! We will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.